Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to influence people every day for the kingdom of God. And remember, our influence is not just at home, it's at work, it's at school, it's on the bus, it's at Walmart, it's at Quick Trip. Wherever you go, be an influencer for God. Please keep in mind, if you are a born-again believer, that God chose you from the foundation of the world to influence others. We know there was a mission of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago to influence everyone to believe in God. And the issue is still the same today in 2022. There's a lot of people who don't believe in God. And I'm not trying to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm not trying to be insensitive to anyone. But Jesus said, we've studied this the last several months, there's only one way to the Father. I should have heard a bigger amen. And that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Savior of all humanity. God sent his Son to die for everyone. It's up to you to make the choice to believe in him. Maturing Christians, I'm going to go here today because I didn't get to finish last Sunday. Please remember that the spiritual world, the supernatural world, is much larger than anything we can imagine. Everything that you can see, everything you can touch, was born out of the supernatural world. And if you are alive, look at your neighbor, make sure they're alive, make sure they're not a robot. Look at them, make sure they're not a zombie. Come on, look at them. If you are alive today, God has a plan for your life. Amen. Make sure that you're in line with what God has for your life and things will work out much smoother. Amen. We have to grow to the point and mature to where we stop trying to tell God how to bless us and learn how to say, Lord, I'm open to receive what you have for me. God does not want any of his children to remain the same. I, I, I showed the example, Sister Shelby, of those weights. <laughs> I showed the example of those weights a couple of weeks ago. It, it, it doesn't make sense to be a baby and you're still picking up two pounds. God wants you to grow and develop, and God wants you to transform into the creation he's called you to be. Now do pastor a favor. Get your finger out just like you're in class how the teacher used to do you, and point at two people, tell them you're stronger than you think. You haven't been on this journey just for nothing. You are stronger. You haven't been going through all the stuff you've been going through for no reason. You are stronger. And I told you earlier, God is just preparing you. Because everything, come on church, Interactive service to all my visitors. God bless you. Get your arm out like this. This is not Chiefs and Chopper. <laughs> so, oh, Pastor, going to talk about the Chiefs. No, this is about the Lord. Because everything we go through is necessary. The trials and tribulations, it's all necessary. Even the days you might have to cry a little bit, it's all necessary for our growth and for our 
development. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for growth and for development. God is qualified to give us direction. God is the only one who's really qualified to give us guidance. And in order to hear from God, we must make sure that our lives are lined up with him. God doesn't line up with us. Say amen. amen. We need to line up with him. Amen. If you're not hearing God's voice, I don't apologize for this. If you're not seeing the hand of God moving your life, take a self-examination. Here in our text, in this 14th chapter, Jesus had been facing opposition in people, Sister Roberts, after his life for three and a half years. But you can back up even before he was born. Amen. The devil was after Jesus. Then even when Jesus was born, kill all the male children. But here Jesus is 33 and a half years old, and he's up in this room with his disciples telling them he's about to die upon the cross. But even though he was telling them about dying, he wanted to make sure they were ready for what was about to happen. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? 14th chapter of John here in verse 21. Pastor touched on it last week and the Lord told me to back up. In verse 21, Jesus continues this conversation on this Thursday night, Sister Gilda, like a night they had never experienced. Their mental state and their spiritual state was being pushed beyond normal boundaries. 2,000 years ago, Jesus understood the importance of mental health. Therefore, he was trying to comfort them and trying to prepare them. And the Lord told me to tell every born-again believer today, he is concerned and he is aware of our mental health. Amen. Amen. And God does not want any trauma that you may have experienced in the past lead, guide, and direct you today. Whatever you experienced in the past, God is able to bind up our hearts. God is able to allow forgiveness to flow out of our hearts. Please look at Pastor. There's some people still need to learn this lesson. Stand up, Brother Hughes. I'm not responsible for what Brother Hughes, pointed me, says to me. But I am responsible for what I say and how I treat Brother Hughes. Look at your neighbor. Say, God is watching us. Here in our scriptures, we see how Jesus promises to comfort his disciples with supernatural blessings. And the Bible tells us supernatural blessings that the world does not and they cannot enjoy because of their unbelief. Chapter 14, find verse 21. Pastor's reading from the Amplified Bible. Even though Jesus was about to leave them in a few days, he promised he would still care for them. 
And if you want to see clear evidence of our love for Christ, we must obey his word above all. In this 21st verse, I'm sure some of you are already looking at it, this verse literally changed my life. When I really, Sister Teresa, when I really understood and grasped what Jesus was trying to say. This was not just for the disciples. This was just for See, stop looking at the look at Pastor. Stop looking at the word of God is for everybody else. Amen. Say the word of God, word of God. is just for, me. just for me. You gotta make it personal. As we get into this lesson today, we'll begin to view the natural world and the supernatural world with more knowledge. Look at what Jesus says. And remember, Jesus is who? Say it louder. Jesus is God. Look at verse 21. It says, the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves me. And whoever really loves me. And I was wondering, why is Jesus emphasizing the word really? Because a lot of people say they love God with their lips, but their hearts, the Bible says, are far from God. But if you really love God, somebody holler, I love you, Lord. No, cut the music off. Say, I love you, Lord. The person who really loves me. Look the middle of that verse. Look what Jesus says. The person who really loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love him. And I will show him. And I will reveal. Brother Fred, do you hear this? I will manifest myself to him. Now look at the end of this verse. I love it. Jesus says, I will let myself be clearly seen. I will make myself real to him. Look at your neighbor. Say, I don't care what the world thinks. If you can say it, say, I don't care what the world thinks. I love Jesus. Somebody, some people say, well, I don't know the person. If you're not going to say it in church, I love Jesus. I love him because he first. Ooh, I'm, I'm trying to be cool. I, and the evidence that I love Jesus is by my obedience to his commands. Where are his commands at? His word in your Bible. Get your Bible out. Hold your Bible up. I want to see it. If you got it on your phone, hold it up. Good enough. Tap somebody's Bible. Say, this is his word. We didn't write it. He wrote it. This is the word of God. This is what gives us life. This is what gives us strength. This is what gives us power.
power. This is what allows the anointing to come over us. And I told you, Lord, I want your anointing from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Lord, I want your anointing not just in this area, but in every area of my Lord, I need you. Not just on Sunday. I need you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Lord, I need you January, February, March, April, May. Lord, I need. Anybody in here need the Lord? Anybody in here really love Jesus? I love how Jesus says, if you really love me, he says, I will show I will show you. I will reveal to you. I will manifest myself to you. God says, I will show you mysteries that your grandparents did not understand. Some of y'all missing it. I will unlock doors that generations in your family never had the opportunity, while you sitting there, never had the opportunity to experience. God says, if you really love me, I'll pull back the curtain and show you what I'm really like, show you who I really am, if you really. Tap somebody's Bible, say, I really love Jesus. I really love Jesus. That night in the upper room, Jesus was enlightening the minds of his disciples like never before. Jesus was just laying truth after truth after truth, and he could see that they were carrying this. And today, God is opening up our minds. God is enlightening his people like never before. God is revealing himself like never before. God is making a way for his people. Somebody say, like never before. God is speaking to his people. God is moving for his people. Thank you, Lord. This is meant for us today because the Holy Spirit is revealing every day, every single day, what God is really like. God is real. Amen. I don't care what anybody says. I, I don't care what any scientist says or any atheist says. God, so I know some of y'all scared, so I'll say it for you. I say, I don't care what any atheist says. God is real. The definition of real is actually existing. God does exist. He's not fantasy. Amen. It's not the magic kingdom. It's called heaven. The natural world and the supernatural world are both real. And it's time for the church to start talking truth. Now, please look at pastor. When a person dies, we usually say, or people would say they passed on. How many of you ever heard that? Thank you. Put your hand up. When a person dies, people say sometimes that they crossed over. You ever heard that? My question is, if you don't believe in God, where did you pass on to? 
if you don't believe in God, where did you cross over to? He crossed over to the other side. What other side? Say amen. So evidently, whether you know it or not, you do believe in the supernatural world. Because the Bible says to be absent from the body. I got some Bible people up in here. To be present with the Lord. Amen. Come on up, brothers. The supernatural world is real. God has so many blessings in store for the body of Christ. How many of you have ever flown a kite before? In order to fly a kite, you need what in order for it to work? The wind. Work on it, brothers. <laughs> work on it, brothers. You need the wind. A kite will not fly without the wind. You can pull and you can run, but the wind's not blowing. You're going to eventually fall. Question though, how many of you ever felt the wind? Are you sure you felt the wind? I mean, no doubt about it. You can feel a cold breeze. You can feel a hot breeze, but you know it's the wind. This is the thing. You can't see the wind. But it doesn't mean the wind is not real. Because there's nothing like on a windy day, amen, feeling a cool breeze come through. Look at your neighbor say, the wind is real. You can't see angels all the time. Uh-oh. But look at somebody and tell them, if you can say it, say, I believe angels are real. I, I've been in situations, I, I know it was God's angels watching over me. And, and just because you can't see them doesn't mean they're not. Some people say, well, I can't see God. But the reason I know God is real because I can feel him. In every atom in my body, I know I'm connected to someone greater than I am. We can't see, hold it up, brothers, all the blessings that God has in store. God has a plethora of blessings that he's waiting to pour down upon his people. But God is asking, is there anyone here today who believes he's able God is saying, I want to pour out blessings. God is saying, I want to do all this for you. God said, I have so much in store for you. And I told you last week, this is what God does. God looks in the natural. God lives in the supernatural. And what God does, people say, I can't see God. How do I know God is real? How do I know God is real? Every time you look at a bird fly in the air, every time you see a tree, Every time you see a blue, beautiful flower, every animal on this planet, our God created. God is known throughout his creation. How you know God is real? You know God is real because you can feel him in your soul. 
Stop allowing the world to say to you, oh, that's just fantasy stuff. I told you last week, you'll find out how much of a fantasy it is when you close your eyes and you open your eyes one day and you hear those dreadful words, depart from me, for I know you not. See, let me tell you this, because I don't want to get in trouble. The Bible says that we'll be surprised. Take my glasses off. In the last days, surely Bishop so-and-so went to heaven, not if he didn't believe in Jesus Christ. The Bible makes it clear that the supernatural world is so much larger. God has, hold it up, brother. God has so many blessings behind that he wants to bring from the supernatural world into the natural world. But we have to believe. We have to believe. That's the key, believe. And the Bible says the world can't receive it because the world doesn't believe it. Healing comes from the supernatural world. Deliverance. Peace. Peace. There's no peace in this world. Jesus is going to say in a, few, in a few verses up, Jesus says, my peace, I leave with you. Not as the world gives, because whatever the world gives you, the world eventually, because see, some of y'all don't know this, but the world, they're masters at this. The world is masters at building stuff and creating stuff and building it up and building it up and building it up and building it up. And you know what the world does? The world will build you up only to eventually tear you down. But you know what God does? God looks from the supernatural. God sees what we've been going through and God says, I'm going to give them some more love because I know people are hating on them. God said, I'm going to give them some more peace because I know people don't like you being joyful. It doesn't matter what the world thinks. My God, he's able because I believe what the word says. Get your Bible out. Tap somebody. Say, I believe the word. I believe the word. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. God, it says, in these last days, I'll pour out my spirit among all flesh. God is real, and it's time for the church to know that he is real. Look at verse 22. Judas, not Iscariot, asked him, Lord, how is it that you will reveal yourself? Lord, how is it that you will make yourself real to us and not the world? And that's what I love about God. God is making himself real. Amen. Our parents and our grandparents didn't experience what we're experiencing today. God is making himself real. We are called believers. And people in the world who are not saved, they may think you crazy. But we'll find out, find out in the end. You have a choice to make. Do you want to be a believer or a non-believer? As a believer, as a follower of God, God will reveal things that's been right in front of you all along. The world cannot 
see it. The world cannot understand it because they don't belong to him. Look at verse 23. Jesus answers, if a person, and this is Jesus speaking, underline this, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word. If you really love me, look, you will obey my teachings. And my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home, make our abode, our special dwelling place with him. Through obedience, as believers, we are blessed to enjoy communion with the Father with the Son and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Please notice two things here in Scripture. Back in verse 15, Jesus just said the exact same thing. If you love me, Jesus said, keep my commandments. Now we read it over again in verse 23 because Jesus wants the church to know, stop saying you love me with your lips. Start showing you love me with your actions. Just because somebody comes at you with hate, return love. Say amen, someone. As a Christian, we're not to chase after things of the world. We're not to lust after the things of the world. Some people are just chasing money. And you wonder why you can't get ahead. Chasing money, chasing mammon, you can't get ahead. But I dare you to say, Lord, I want to chase after you. Lord, I want to pursue you. Lord, I want to know more about you. Lord, I want a more intimate walk with you. Lord, I want to know you just like Pastor talks about every Sunday. I'm telling you, God will come in your room. He's already there. He'll just manifest himself. I told you last week, and somebody said, Pastor, thank you so much. When you hear that voice speaking to you, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. That's not something. And we always say, something told me not to do that. That's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Something told me not to say that. The Holy Spirit will tell you, hold your peace. Let God fight your battles for you. Be still. Know that I am God. Hallelujah. When we honor God, when we seek God first, when we make him priority, then harmony and oneness begins to develop into our character. And every day, your character ought to be becoming more like Jesus. Say amen. As a maturing Christian, each and every day, not just quarterly, not just monthly, but every day, God is working on our character. And the Lord wants to show us more and more what's going on in the supernatural world. He has a flood of blessings. He has a flood of joy. He has a flood of love he's trying to get to us. But because of unbelief, unbelief. It's not enough to say, Lord, I believe you on Sunday. I know there's some people who are not saved on our jobs. Amen. I know we interact with people and family members who are not thinking about God. Say amen. 
I, I know we interact all the time. <laughs> Haven't done this in a while. With people who got one foot. Oh, y'all quiet. I hope I'm not talking about nobody in here. One foot in the world and one foot in the church. When you get it straight with God, when you pursue God, you don't have to chase after money. Right, four people clap their hands. You don't have to chase after money. You don't have to sweat to get by. When you know who God is. Look at somebody and say, I know who he is. When you really know who God is, you don't have to chase after things. When you know who God is, when you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, seek God first, his way of doing things, then all these other things that you've been asking God for, won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Won't he do it? Thank you, Lord. Seek God out. So, Pastor, you don't know what I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm dealing, I'm trying to change jobs. I would not try to change a job without seeking God first. Pastor, I have issues in my family. I, you, I'm not smart enough to solve everything on my own. Seek God for advice. Pastor, I'm thinking about buying a new car. Don't jump up and make a life-changing decision in an economy like this without seeking God's advice first. Somebody say amen. amen. Pastor, I'm thinking about marrying this man. He ain't got no job. Oh, he gonna get one later, Pastor. No, you better seek God. Uh, I can't go there. Mm, no, I better not. <laughs> Don't allow anybody to use you for your money. You worked hard. You labored. And you're going to allow somebody to come in once a month, pick you up at nighttime because they're too ashamed to be seen with you during the day. You can tell them, go to hell. I've got Jesus. I've got a comforter. I've got a friend. I've got a way maker. Well, Pastor, you don't know. I'm just so lonely. The truth is we're never alone. Hey, you better be thanking God. We're never alone. It's time for the body of Christ. Jesus said, come on, look at verse 23. He says, we will come to him. Look at what Jesus said. Jesus said, we'll make our home with him. We will make our abode with him. We'll make our dwelling place with him, with the believer. God wants to dwell. He doesn't want to just come by every once in a while. He doesn't want to do it just when you're on vacation. God wants to dwell. But I'm not perfect. God wants to dwell. Well, I don't say all the right stuff. God wants to dwell. Well, I made some mistakes. God wants to dwell inside of. He really loves us. 
and he wants relationship. He wants fellowship with his creation. And the more we allow the Holy Spirit into different areas of our lives. See, some people are very good at telling God. A man said to me this week, Pastor, I gave God this, but I'm, I'm but listen to his word usage. I'm still working on A, B, C, and D. If you've been working on A, B, C, and D for 20 years, and it still haven't worked out, Holy Spirit, I tried, and I tried, and I tried to fix A, B, C, and D. I can no longer do it. And look at Pastor, as soon as you surrender it, God says, I've been waiting on you. Now I must show you all the stuff I had available to you all along. But see, sometimes God can't give it to you because you're not ready to receive it. You, you, you can't have a whole bunch of stuff that you're carrying around every single day and expect God to bless you with something new. Lord, if you find areas in my life that's not pleasing to you, take it away from me. Lord, if you find things where I can be a kinder person, where I can represent you better, that's what I want to do. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord. The more we allow the Holy Spirit to come in, the connection between heaven and earth becomes stronger. And we ought to want our connection to God to be so strong. It doesn't matter what happens. All of us can still say, Father, I trust you. I don't, I don't care what's going on in America, what's going on all over the world. I don't care what's going on up in space. Father, I trust you. And that trust comes from obeying his word. Say amen. If you really want to show your love for God, be obedient to his word. And I can appreciate what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, I want to prepare you. He was telling the disciples, get ready, boys. Because you, you, think, you think it's been rough up to now. Get ready. And, and I wish I had time. We'll get there hopefully six months from now. All the disciples, all 11 of them, Man, they, they died terrible deaths. They had so many trials and tribulations, but God was still with them because he had already prepared them. Everything. Every, everybody say everything. everything. Let's stay here for a minute. Yeah, say everything. Literally, everything that we go through, it's for preparation. Don't just look at yourself, I'm going through this sickness for no reason. No, if God allowed you to go through the sickness, he didn't give it to you, first of all. But if he allowed you to go through it, it's for a reason. And God will reveal it in his time. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, is for our growth. It's to make us stronger, not to hurt us. How many of you love your family? Love your kids? You don't do stuff, I hope you don't, to purposely hurt them. Amen. You do it, whatever you do for them, because you love them. And you want them to grow and to be a better person. 
Say amen. Look at verse 24. Jesus says, remember Jesus is speaking here. Jesus says, anyone who does not really love me does not observe and obey my teaching and the teaching which you hear and heed. It is not mine, but the teaching that you hear comes from the Father who sent me. Who sent Jesus? Who sent Jesus? The Father sent Jesus. Where there's no true love for Christ, there will be no obedience to him. That's why the world is in such an uproar, because they're not obedient to the word of God. The world hates anything that has to do with God, so the world tries to imitate, amen, and emulate, amen. But no one or nothing in the world can do what our God can do. I love saying this, man. Yo, as advanced as technology is, amen, I've never heard of anyone that's created a planet. I'm not talking about the metaverse. That's not real. Some of y'all know what the metaverse is. Google the metaverse. Jesus, who is God, makes it plain. He says, anyone who does not really love me, you don't observe my teachings, you don't obey my word, you're just living for yourself. When you find out that you're living for yourself, you're off in humanism. Humanism is the belief that you can do it all on your own without God's help. I can't do anything without God's help. I can't do anything without God's help. And we hear every day, you hear more and more talk. I'm trying to enlighten you about the new world order. The new world order says we can do it. We can fix the planet. We can fix the hearts of men. We can use legislation to change things. That's the new world order. But I know someone two years ago who allowed the whole world in 2020 to make a shift because God was not pleased and God is not pleased for any believer who went back to living like you used to live. The time for playing like a Christian, that day is over. The time for playing church, that day is over. If you're going to walk by faith, stand up and walk by faith. Where's the faith walker at? I walk by faith and not by sight. God is calling for the church. If you really love God, I mean if you really love God, stop faking it and live for him. Walk for him. Talk for him. Be a light. People think they can do it all without the designer, without the creator. Some people pretend to live for Christ, 
and we'll find out when we get over to chapter 15, they're just pretending. They're pretending to be part of the branches of the vine, and we'll find out that when God has had enough, the Holy Spirit will sweep through and clean out and separate the goats from the sheep. Some of y'all got too many billy goats in your life. Look at your neighbor and say, yeah, you do. Tell them, say, yes, you do. I ain't got no billy goats. Anyone doesn't believe in Jesus Christ is a billy goat. That's from Pastor White. That's not from the Bible. There is a price to pay for disobedience, and there is a reward for obedience. The Bible says that God is a rewarder for those that seek him. And the more we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, and not only fill us, but live within us. I told you, the Holy Spirit wants to be so real in you where you have to stop and look at yourself and say, wow, I used to act like this when somebody made me mad. I didn't even lose my cool. And you can pat yourself on the shoulder because that means you're growing. The things that bothered you a year ago, you ought to be stronger today. Say amen. God is preparing you. Jesus said, look at the end of the 24th verse, that the words that I speak, that the teachings that you hear, they are not his. They come from the Father. It is God who sent Jesus to redeem us back to the kingdom. God has prepared so many wonderful things for his creation, and all God is asking today 2,000 years later, all God asked in the Old Testament, all he ever asked is just believe. Don't try to figure it all out. Just believe that what God says is true. Jesus did not have a written contract with any of his disciples. He didn't say, come follow me for three and a half years, sign this paper that you'll stay with me. They said, Master, we can't leave you. You have the keys of life. You have the keys of life and death. We can't leave you. You speak words of life. That's how you ought to feel about God today. Father God, I can't leave you. You speak life unto me. You reveal things unto me that other people can't see. Maturing Christians, God is letting us know today that something is coming. And God wants to make sure his church is prepared. God is speaking more in human history like never before. And we'll see in the next few days that God has prepared his church. Stand to your feet. When we're in harmony and oneness with our designer, God will show us that he is transforming the way we think. He says he'll come in. Lift your hands to heaven. He says we will come in and make our abode with him. This is to every believer, to every soul that's watching this broadcast. Stop letting the devil trick you and thinking you're by yourself. God lives and dwells inside of me. 
Don't let the devil tell you, oh, you can't see God. You can't see the Holy Spirit. I know he's real. I can feel him. Somebody say amen. I can feel him in my soul. All the disciples, just like you and I today, they were wondering, Lord, what's going to happen in the next few days? What's going to happen, Lord? Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Everything that Jesus was telling them, he was preparing them for a new day. And maturing Christians, each week, God is preparing you for a new day. Witness for him like never before. Close your eyes. Let your light shine for God like never before. For God did not bring us this far to leave us now. Clap your hands. I know you received the word. Thank you, Lord, that it is well. It is well in every area of our lives. Say, I'm expecting. Come on, hold your hands to God. I'm expecting supernatural blessings, supernatural healing. Come on, look up to heaven. Supernatural healing. Supernatural breakthrough in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. Now give God some praise. Let's have a praise break. Come on and praise him. Come on, brothers. Come on and praise him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my supernatural miracle, for supernatural breakthrough. Somebody reach up to heaven. That's where our blessings come from. That's where deliverance comes from. That's where healing comes from in Jesus' name. To everyone watching this broadcast, we love you. We thank God for you. I encourage you, come to church, because in the next few days, we're going to see our world begin to change. But for the believer, we're protected through the power and the grace of Almighty God. See you next Sunday in Jesus' name. Peace.